Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, one of the great things about uh, the Olympic Games is it throws up new names to us, uh, new sporting stars and uh, great performers in their own right. Uh, Just getting to the Olympics is something so special. But uh, when you compete, when you make a final uh, and when you get the best out of yourself and you put your name in headlights, uh, it's great. And it's great also for us to find out a little bit more about some of our athletes. And this morning we're going to talk to Max Brown. Max is on the phone. Uh, He is part of the K2 1000 crew with uh, Curtis Imry. Uh, they finished sixth in the Olympics final. So, Max, uh, thanks very much for giving us uh, some time this morning. I guess you're in a quarantine somewhere. How how long you got to go? Yeah, morning, mate. Um, I'm I'm on day five today, um, and actually doing pretty well. Um, I've I've been keeping myself busy, and I've got an amazing view of the Canterbury um, uh, mountains, and there's snow all up all over them, and I'm pretty keen to get out there skiing. <laughs> yeah, well, that won't help you, will it? It's another what? Another nine nine days to go, Max. Um, where, so you make your home these days? Where in, in the Waikato? Yeah, I've been living in Cambridge, training with a, an awesome crew there for about three three and a bit years now. Um, and, but I hail from Wanganui. Mm. Well, I like Wanganui. Uh, I hail from Wanganui as well. I'm a Carlton School old boy, so there you go. Uh, Mas, oh, really? you, where are you? At, where are you at with your masters of business management behind the scenes? Uh, so I'm I'm only two papers into it, but um, I, I originally did a, a music degree down in Wellington at the the New Zealand School of Music, doing a jazz um, performance degree. So basically, playing guitar. Um, I've been playing music my whole life, and then um, after that, I did a postgraduate diploma in business. And then um, after that, I thought oh, I'd better do something else. So then I just started my Masters of Business. So you're a music tutor as well, aren't you? You tutor young young people or just people in, in, in general in, in music as a, as a part of what you do? Yeah, yeah. So I've, um, oh, I might have 20 students in Cambridge. That's about all I can sort of fit into a day of uh, training, three to four hours a day and then teaching as well. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm currently teaching at uh, Cambridge Middle School. It's an intermediate school there. And I've got some phenomenal kids who are, just love music as well. And um, I try to get them to choose the music so that they sort of take a bit more engagement and feel like they're, they're owning it themselves. So I get a range of songs, whether it's uh, um, Miley Cyrus or, or other kids might want a bit of Led Zeppelin. I kind of prefer those those music choices but I, I try to get them to choose what we uh 
what we learn. But yeah, no, I love teaching. It's a great way to sort of supplement um, training because it, it's not uh, overly stressful or labour intensive. So it, um, I can turn up to the afternoon session relatively um, fresh. So yeah, it's nice, an awesome job. Talking to uh, Max Brown here on SENZ, fascinating too, uh, uh, combined with Curtis Imrie and the K2 1006 in the world, uh, an unbelievable... Oh, it was, um, it was uh, fifth. What, what, it fifth. Was, uh, fifth. Fifth? Yeah. Oh, I've been stitched. I've been stitched, sorry. Okay, uh, fifth, oh, okay, no, I'll just fine. change that. Fifth in the world, which is unbelievably even better than sixth. Hey, hey Max, uh, listen, tell us about your training schedule, because... Uh, you sort of assume it's, it's a very rigorous thing. Is it daily thing? Is it seven days a week? You know, when you're looking to get towards the Olympics, just how busy were you on the water and in the gym? Oh, yeah, it's, it's more or less for maybe the last sort of eight eight years I've been training twice a day. Um, for a while when I was um, studying in Wellington, I was getting up at sort of quarter to five. So as soon as you see a four on your alarm, you know it's not going to be good. Um, but I was getting up at quarter five and on the water with Curtis at 5.30 a.m. and then off by 7.30 to get to all my lectures at eight. Um, but now we're sort of a little bit more sensible hours because we're training full time. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll paddle from seven till nine and then um, a gym from 11 till sort of one o'clock and then another paddle from three o'clock onwards. Um, those are probably our busiest days. Some of the, and we we're training either two or three times a day, um, six days a week, and and then Sunday's our rest day, so no exercise allowed, which is awesome. <laughs> okay, so fifth, absolutely fifth, uh, fantastic performance. What were your expectations, uh, you and Curtis, heading into the event? Um, to be honest, we kind of went in a little bit blind of what we could achieve just in terms of we hadn't raced anyone overseas due to COVID um, setbacks. Uh, we hadn't raced anyone for about two years. Um, so, yeah, we when we last raced overseas, we got 15th in the world, which for us was like a, a good result, but um, we were certainly hungry for more. But that was our last result leading into the Olympics. So we set a goal of making the A final, which was top eight, and even that was... Uh, going to be a really really hard stretch um and then to come fifth in the final was just absolutely mind-blowing um obviously would have <laughs> loved a loved a medal but uh to sort of overperform where we were at anyway was great um especially with all the pressure and the olympics like it it can either bring out the best in people or, or other people sort of i guess crack under the pressure and i really feel like curtis and i just nailed it um, which is really cool because I was certainly feeling the pressure for the race, so it's good to still be able to do the job. Max, it wasn't a typical, typical Olympics. I mean, I, I saw uh, the facility there. There were grandstands there. There was uh, obviously some great viewing areas and opportunities there, but there was no one there apart from uh, your teammates and uh, the opposition's teammates, etc. So that, that must have been, you know, I mean, a bit of a letdown in terms of, um, in terms of what you were expecting. Yeah, for sure. Like, it was funny, you see this, the empty grandstands and you can kind of just imagine, like, how crazy the atmosphere would have been um, with hundreds of thousands of people uh, watching the races and that would have been such an experience. But um, in some respects, part of it was better. Like, um, as much as I'd love to have my family and friends come over, um, 
it meant that I could kind of just focus on the race and I didn't have to worry about trying to say, like, go and spend time with them because I hate when people give all their time to me and then, like, I can't sort of honour that and return that. And I guess at the games, you kind of need to knuckle down and focus so you can't be out socialising. Um, so, yeah, there, I guess there's good and bad aspects to it. Um, it was funny, when we were having our Olympic trials, I had about um, seven members within my family and friends who had bought their flight tickets and airplane tickets to the games and I hadn't even won the Olympic trials so it was quite those trials are actually really stressful because I was worried that if I didn't make the uh the boat then um then my all my family would be going to the games without me but (laughs) turns out I won the trial and it wasn't all so bad yeah no, it was great. It was great for them, but unfortunate for them. Hey, uh, Max, just a really basic, stupid question, I guess you'd say. How do you determine who sits in front and who doesn't, who sits behind? How do you work that out? Um, no, not a stupid question. That's uh, not as black and white as you'd think as well. But I guess uh, my job's to set a really good rhythm. Um, in kayaking, it's a super technical sport. I guess you have to... It looks like we're using our arms, but a lot of the power in, is coming from your legs and core. Um, and so I need a really long sort of stroke for Curtis to be able to stay in time with. Um, and then I, I'm Curtis and I, he's very powerful, um, super strong guy. And then I guess for me, like I'm super, super aerobic, super fit um, and kind of just don't fade. And so if you put your, your really powerful dude in the front, you'd probably go out crazy fast and then you wouldn't be able to hold on in the end so it's my job to sort of nail it the whole race and then Curtis um, he's just sort of laying power the whole race but certainly lighting it up in the last 200 and also getting us out of the gates Max uh, look it was a great campaign um, and you you performed above expectations yourself of course um, uh, the women were outstanding Lisa Carrington was outstanding Caitlin Regal was outstanding um, so overall, a really successful campaign, which I guess uh, will transfer down the path to, to some funding overall for the sport. Uh, that gives you maybe a, a bit of a base to, to work from going forward. What are you looking at uh, long term? I mean, the Paris is what, three years away? Yeah, yeah. So um, Paris is three years away now, not four. So normally after all the Olympics, everyone gets a sort of a four-year build, um, which means they can take a bit of time off. But sadly, we've we've actually only got two years before we have to qualify the boat again. So it feels like can't really take much time off. Um, my plan is to sort of take a month off, uh, mentally reset, uh, go do a bit of skiing, catch up with family and friends and all those sort of things that I don't usually get time to do, um, and then sort of start my rebuild. But this, I feel like this Olympic cycle is going to be so much easier than the last because because now that we've performed well, there'll be funding for us, whereas basically before these games, we were, no one thought we'd qualify a boat. Um, but in 2019, when we qualified the boat, it was the first time we actually raced overseas in the Open Men's Division. So we were, we were really just struggling and, and even struggling to get selected for events. Um, and, and not obviously not getting paid anything, so we were working sort of part-time jobs trying to make ends meet and all that. But uh, yeah, for now, now I'm looking at the next cycle pretty excited and going, well, this would be a breeze. So yeah, it's looking promising. It is looking promising. Uh, just finally, mate, uh, you get to rub shoulders with Lisa Carrington and uh, you get to see firsthand uh, her level of success. But what do you 
what what inspires you? What do you get from from spending time around her as a our greatest ever Olympian? They're saying. Yeah, no, nah, she is our greatest ever Olympian, and not just because of the medals around her neck, but because of how much of a good person she is. Um, I don't just get to spend time with her racing. We we did the whole training camp together and spent a lot of time in New Zealand training as well, and it's just such a privilege. Um, I, I've, I've even done quite a few uh, sessions in the in the boat, um, paddling with her, and that that's that's a great experience because um, she's she's just she just nails her training. She simplifies it, knows what she has to do, gets out there, gets the job done. It's not sort of some magic magic pill. Um, it's just getting all the small things right, um, and then treating everyone in the team with respect. Like everyone wants to be in the boat with Lisa, not because. Not only because she's super fast, but because because she values everyone, and she's just an all-round good human being and, and a good Kiwi. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call thirteen twenty one ninety one.